Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode five of Pour It Out with Alana Beverly. I am your host, Alana, and I'm super excited to have you here with me again. So on today's episode, we have a super, super special episode for you. Um, Three years ago, when I had thought about doing this podcast, um, this person was literally one of the first people that I wanted to have on it even back then. And so then fast forward to now, still, I was like, I cannot wait to have her on because her story needs to be shared. Um, It is my good friend, Andrea Cahoon. Um, I have known her since I was a little girl. She was um, one of the people at the YMCA when I was there. I think I was like maybe seven or eight when we met. And um, she has the most incredible story of just what it looks like to wait well, um, to wait for the Lord's promises to be fulfilled and um, the struggle and the disappointment of that happens when we wait. And so um, I had very, very high hopes for this episode. I went in with a full expectancy of um, hearing her heart and hearing her share. And when I tell you that it far surpassed anything that I could have even imagined, I'm not exaggerating. Our conversation was something that I have thought about for every single day since we recorded about a week ago. Um, And I have thought about it every single day since. Um, It has challenged me, it has impacted me, it has inspired me, and I just pray that it does the same. So grab a cup of coffee, and um, I hope that you really enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Well, hi, friends. Hi. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for asking me. I know I kind of told you this a little bit before um, we started recording, but I when I first had this idea of a podcast and everything, you were one of the first people that I wanted to have on here. Um, Literally, your name is like number one on my (laughs) list, because I just, you have such a powerful story. And, you know, I don't tell you this enough, but it has inspired me for years. I think, I mean, I was thinking back, like, I feel like I met you when I was like eight. I think so. And so I'm like, (laughs) it's crazy, like 25 years now. That makes me feel old. (laughs) Um, But 25, however, I don't know. I'm not good at math. All of those years of, you know, watching your life and sometimes in seasons closer than others. um, But thanks to social media, we get to watch life. And in all of it, you know, I've just watched you maintain this strong faith and this strong just relationship with the Lord. Um, and so I am excited to have you here and share your story. So, um, I guess start off with, for the people who don't know you to just, you can tell us a little bit about you, um, introduce yourself and tell us all the formalities or whatever, and then just dig right into your story as much or as little as you want to share. Okay. Um, my name is Andrea Cahoon. And uh, I've been married, uh, my husband and I, his his name was John, he goes by Jay. We've been married 20 years now, and Atlanta, um, she was a part in that. <laughs> so thank you for that. Her and God have been so good <laughs> through oh us gosh. meeting. Um, and we have two boys. Um, 
so I, I guess what Elena is referring to is I was born with a heart condition and I have had, um, five open heart surgeries in my life. And I found out five years ago that I need a heart transplant. Um, I will tell you when I was five years old, I felt God in my life. I felt his presence. I don't know if that's always very common to feel that at a young age, but I did. And I remember going, I don't have a lot of memories of that, but I remember going in to the operating room and not completely understanding what was happening, but not being scared. Mm-hmm. And I knew that had to be God because I would, I'd see how everybody else was trying to not fall apart, <laughs> knowing, you know, and um, my, my parents, they're wonderful, and they have always been a wonderful example to me and pointed me towards the Lord in all things. Um, so five years ago, I found out I need a heart transplant. And it wasn't really, um, it, it, was, it wasn't the best day. I was kind of shocked. I don't know why I thought this heart would last me forever, but, um, so they, they informed me that I have a very unique situation. I have a very high amount of antibodies and that's from all the blood transfusions from all my surgeries. And, um, they told me this could be an issue with receiving a transplant. So, um, they recommended that I go to Cleveland Clinic to be evaluated. So back in, I think it was 2015 or 16, um, I went to Cleveland Clinic and they did the evaluation and they told me that my antibodies were too high, which is what my doctors in Columbus suspected. And they recommended that I go to Cedar sinai in California. And my doctors in Columbus also mentioned Cedar sinai in California. So um, when they told me that, they said it'll be like a life change, like a move. You won't, I'm not, you know, I'm not just sending you there to just for, you will need to go for another evaluation. But if they accept you as a patient, you will have to relocate. And... I was not having that because (laughs) I live near my family. I love my family. I never wanted to be anywhere else. And so I just remember crying and thinking, God, what are you doing here? I've never wanted to live anywhere else. I can't go to California of all places. And um, he just worked that out. And through... Um, I, you know, I talked to my husband about it and he's like, honey, we're just going to take one step at a time, one day at a time. God will show us if this is right or not. And God did show us and he made it work. And when I was falling apart and crying and saying, God, I I can't do this. I'm not strong enough. He said, Andrea, I am. (laughs) Okay. You're right, God. You are. (laughs) 
And then one night when we were going to sleep, I couldn't sleep. And so I'm like, honey, to my husband, I need to talk about this. I'm like, this is really happening. And where are we going to live? And how much is it going to cost? And just like, I'm going to miss you and the boys. Are you going with me? Are they staying here? What's going to happen? I just don't understand. And I was crying. And, and as I was saying to my husband, there are just so many details. I can't handle this. The minute those words came out of my mouth, God said to my heart, I'm bigger than the details. <laughs> I'm like, okay, God, you're stronger. You're strong enough and you're bigger than the details. Thank you for reminding <clears throat> excuse me, me of that. And I know that. But when we're faced with the everyday challenges of life, mm -hmm. you know, our first reaction is to panic. Yeah. And God... God's okay with that because he created us and he knows us and he knows I'm a panicker. He knows I'm a warrior. He knows I fall apart and I cry and I have to call my dad <laughs> and I don't always get on my knees and pray to him first um, like I should, but he's still always there for me. And he just, he did take care of every detail. He got us through that. I had to move to California. Um, my father moved with me and we lived out there for a year and a half and my husband and my two boys moved in with my mom so that my mom could help with the boys. And that was the hardest year and a half of my life. Um, I always tell my dad, he's my rock here on earth and you know, God is my real rock and my firm foundation rock. And he, he got us through it. There, there are lots of tears, but, um, my dad and I, we worked through it and God was with us and he blessed us <clears throat> in so many ways because my husband is a school teacher. So anytime there was a break in school, he and the boys would fly out. And that time that they were there, it was some of the sweetest moments. Mm -hmm. um, that summer that we were there, my dad flew home to be with my mom. Um, my parents are still married. They, oh, today is their 54th anniversary. Oh, happy yeah. anniversary. <clears throat> yes, I forgot. just dawned on me. Um, so he came home to be with her. <clears throat> Excuse me. And my husband and boys came out to California. And we just had the best summer. We went to Legoland one day. We went to Disneyland one day. Um, God just provided so many opportunities mm -hmm. and, you know, making memories for my boys and with just with the four of us that we never would have got to experience. Mm -hmm. And so he just kept reminding me of the good and all of that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I went there. I did have three different treatments to try to help this antibody issue and none of it worked and I didn't get my heart and they knew that. The waiting would be long. So my doctors there said I could come back home. So I came back home in May of 2017 and I remain listed and I have to fly back every year. And it's usually like in February or March just for a checkup. And then my doctors in Columbus, um, they follow up with me about every three months to keep close tabs on me. And they have good communication with the doctors in California. So I am continuing to be well cared for. Um, so the thing that a lot of people 
ask me why why have you been waiting so long because I think I'm not the greatest at math I know I've been listed five years I think I'm going on my sixth um it's with this antibodies, the way they explain it is I have such a high amount of antibodies that if I were to receive a transplant, my body would reject the heart, even if they gave me high amounts of anti-rejection medications after the transplant. My body would just keep fighting. And so they tell me I have a 1% chance of actually receiving a heart that would be perfect for me that my body wouldn't reject. I would still need anti-rejection medicines, but, but my body should take it. And, um, it's, it's kind of funny because I have a lot of people say, well, they don't now, but at the time when I came home, like, why, why do you think you went to California? Why do you think God sent you there? And I always just said, obedience. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. He told me to go there. I don't know why nothing helped. I don't know what the point was. I made some great memories with my dad. I made some great memories with my family. It was tough. He told me to go and I followed. Mm -hmm. He told me he was, he would get me through it. He told me he'd take care of the details. He told me he'd provide for all of it. He did. And I just had to obey. And he proved to me that, you know, his goodness and all of that. And so the funny thing is these past years, I've just thought obedience. I don't know. And when I went, um, this past March, um, the doctor, she just kind of said, Andrew, I need to, I just need to talk to you. We need to talk about the reality of this. She said, when we had our meeting about you, some of the other doctors were questioning why I keep you listed. You only have a 1% chance and they want to make sure I'm not giving you false hope. And I just told them, why not? We might be able to find a needle in a haystack. And I just looked at her and said, and miracles happen. And, and I said, I... I'm, I'm fine with a 1% chance. And she said, well, I am too. I'm going to keep you listed as long as you want me to. And as long as I can health wise, because, you know, if my heart gets worse and I decline, then I would be too sick to mm -hmm. have a transplant. But as long as I keep staying eligible to receive one, she's going to keep me listed as long as I want her to. And I will stay listed until God tells me not to, even with that 1%, because he can work in that 1%. So after that appointment, I was like, God, it wasn't just obedience. You sent me to the one doctor yeah. in this whole world who is fighting for me. Oh and gosh. how many other doctors could I have gotten yeah. at that facility? He gave me her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I do not believe she's a believer, but I'm just going to keep showing my love to God and maybe, maybe oh I gosh, can be a light. I love that. <laughs> I know. I, it still blows my mind. So it was obedience. And that was his, that's his, his will. Provision. Yes, yeah. for me. So and I love that you have that perspective that you're willing to look for that because other people would be like, I don't know why I went. You're yeah. right. You know, it was all for nothing. But I think the thing that has remained true about you is gratitude. You know, you find things to be thankful for and all 
circumstances. And so in that, it's, I got to have a really great time with my dad and I got to have really sweet time with my family. And also, and so I think when you intentionally look for things to be thankful for, Mm -hmm. it makes it easier to see them. You know, it's like, it's whatever you focus on, you're going to find. And so, you know, if you're always looking for something to be grateful for, then it's like, here's a neon sign to you of like, this is why I went because he gave me this doctor, but even other people would miss that, you know, they wouldn't be able to recognize that. So I think it's amazing to see like when you set your intention to be thankful for things, Mm -hmm. it's easier to find things to be thankful for, you know what I mean? And I don't want to make it sound like I'm always thankful though, because (laughs) girl, I got my days where I'm crying and um, I'll, I'll wake up and I just will have my, my chest will be heavier and, um, I can tell I'm retaining more water and, and I know it's going to be a bad heart day. I, I always say a bad heart day and a good heart day. And, um, you know, I'm not always thanking God for those bad heart days because I might wake up mad and I, I don't want to say I'm mad at God. I just sometimes get mad at the situation. Like, mm-hmm really? (laughs) Why do I feel this way again? This is like the third day in a row. And, you know, I got laundry to do. My kid has a game tonight. I got to make supper. I've got, you know, I have these plans and I don't want to make it seem like I'm always thankful, but I will tell you that on those days, God, he allows it for me to rest Mm-hmm. because he will just, I don't know. It's like he just works that out for me to do nothing that day because my mom, when when she knows I'm having a bad heart day, she makes supper for me. <laughs> and she just does that. My sisters will check on me. Um, my cousin will want to come clean, and my in-laws will offer to take the boys. And it's just, you know, my husband, he... And he steps in and does what he needs to do. And I, God has just surrounded me with a wonderful team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, support system. So I'm not always thankful, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, God is still good. Yeah. And I do try to recognize that. Yeah. And when I have days where I know I have to do something, I just have to pray for his strength and he'll get me through it. This is going to sound silly, but my life Bible verse is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And sometimes I feel like a little kid, but when I have stuff to do around the house or something that just needs done, I start chanting and I have this little chant (laughs) and I say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So let me do this thing. So God, give me your strength. And I will do this thing because I can feel your strength. So thank you, God, now for giving me your strength. And I will repeat something like that over and over. And if anybody's around, they might think I'm crazy. So sometimes I just do it in my head. <laughs> but I have found that that just helps me. Mm-hmm. And and I know that God gets me through it. And sometimes he'll just be like, nope, today's not the day you're yep. doing it. You just go sit on the couch and put your feet up and I do that too. <laughs> so. Well, and I love before we started recording and we were talking earlier, you made the comment, he 
graces me with bed days. He does. And he graces me with, you know, productive days. And I think, you know, there's that scripture that talks about his grace is sufficient Mm -hmm. and our weakness he's made strong. And I, that's when you said it, it stuck out to me because it's like, you don't look at it. Like I'm just stuck in bed today. It's he graced me with a bed day. He graced me. He knew that my body needed rest. And so you may wake up and you may have a terrible attitude about it in the moment, but you can look back and say, but my body needed rest and he graced me for that. Right. And I think I love the whole chant thing because when you were talking (laughs) in the beginning about being that five-year-old, I thought that's it. Like the Bible tells us to have um, that childlike faith. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like that has never left you. Like that, that same faith that you had as a five-year-old going into that surgery and wondering mm-hmm. why everybody else is falling apart. And I'm like, <laughs> good over here. Because as a five-year-old, you knew like, God said, he's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of me. So I just, yeah. am going to believe it. And it's like, you've held on to that. Mm-hmm. And so even though like, I, that, I love that chant. Cause it's like, that's what we teach our kids to do. We teach them songs to memorize scripture and we teach them, yeah. you know, chants like that to apply it to your life. I remember when Araya was going to preschool and she, um, would freak out every morning. And so there was this song, um, from Hillsong kids and it uh-huh. was like, be strong and very courageous. And we listened to it every morning on the yeah. way to school And it was like, um, we sang it, like I would crank up the music and we would like belt it out at the top of our lungs on the way to school. And it's like, that's what I think of though. Cause she would be like, I don't want to go to school. She'd be all freaked Mm -hmm. out. And then we would get in the car and we'd turn it on and we'd sing it the whole way there. And she'd be like, by the time it was time for her to go, she'd be good. Yes. It would just strengthen her. And so we need those reminders. It's there's power in the word of God. There's Mm -hmm. power in the spoken word. Right. And so if that looks like having a chant or having a song, like, yeah, I just love that. I love that that childlike faith and dependence on him hasn't ever left. Yeah. Never really thought about that, (laughs) but he just kind of makes it, he makes it easy um, to have that faith. And, you know, I have people comment that my faith is strong and doesn't waver. And I don't ever want them to think that's from me. It's yeah. not, it's not on my own strength. He just has, he's just given me that faith in my heart for him. And he's just never let me down. Yeah. And I try to explain that to my boys. Um, this is something we deal with regularly. I don't know how much my 10-year-old understands. My 15-year-old does. Um, and we talk about it, the reality of my situation. Mm-hmm. And it was maybe a month ago or so. And I've talked about this before, but I don't think I've ever come right out and said it. And I said, I was putting my youngest Jacob to bed and Will came in. He's like, mom, can I just come in? We'll just say a prayer together tonight because I'm just tired. I want to go to bed. Sure. So he comes in, he's sitting on the end of Jake's bed and I'm sitting there and I prayed and they always say, and God give mom a new heart, like at the end of every time. And I don't always pray for myself. I, I don't know why that's one of my faults. I don't, I don't consistently ask God for a heart. I just, 
trust. I just want his will in this. If it's not his will to give me a new heart on earth, it's okay. Um, so, so Will piped in, I said, amen. And Will was like, and God give mom a new heart. Amen. And I'm like, thank you, buddy. And I, and it just dawned on me. I said, guys, I need to ask you a question. I said, okay. I said, you guys pray every night for me to get a new heart, right? Yep. And I said, do you understand that it may not happen in the way we want it to? Yep. And I said, you have to promise me you won't be mad at God if it doesn't. <laughs> and sorry, I get emotional. I, um, I, I just said, you're allowed to be, you know, if I don't get my heart here on earth, you're allowed to be sad and all of that. And you might be like immediately just kind of frustrated and mad, but you can't stay mad. You can't stay angry because I said, Jacob, if I don't get my heart here, you know, I'll pass from this earth, where will I be? And he said, heaven. And I said, yeah, and will. When I'm in heaven, what will I have with my heart? And he said, a new, a new heart, a perfect heart. And I said, yes, sorry. God is still answering your prayers. And I do not want my family to lose sight of that. Yeah. And I will still believe and hope for my heart here on earth and for God to bless me and work in his ways and want his will for my life and to just keep loving my boys every day and thanking God for every morning when I wake up and he puts the breath in my lungs and he keeps my heart beating. I will thank him for that. Um, but I just never want, you know, my, my boys, especially my husband to think God, God's not answering because he just answers in his own ways. And I don't claim in any way to know what that's going to be, yeah. but I'm glad I don't, I'm glad I don't have to, I can just trust him with my life. Yeah. And I do trust his will is better than anything I could ever imagine for myself. Yeah. So I try to remind my boys of that because, you know, it's hard. Yeah. My older one probably, they do fine with it. It's not like they're living day to day, like worrying it's going to be my last or anything like that. It's not like that. But I just never want them to, you know, when they have to know the reality of their situation. And I just never want them to get too upset yeah. with the Lord and yeah. think he's not answering their prayers their way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to interrupt this podcast really quick to tell you about a few partnerships that I have with some downtown businesses here in Chillicothe. The first one is from Sweet William Bossom Boutique. They have the absolute best chocolate-covered strawberries in the whole entire world. If you have not had them, run down there and get them. They have other gourmet treats. They have charcuterie boards. They have lots of things. They also have the most beautiful flowers. And so I get the honor and the privilege of having their flowers on my dining room table 
for each conversation that I have with a friend. And it just really sets the atmosphere in here. And I'm so, so thankful. Guys, they are located at 90 West 2nd Street. If you have not been there, go there. Check them out. They are absolutely amazing. My other one is Roast Coffee. It is located at 107 East 2nd Street in the Fort Collective. They have the best coffee, hands down, best drinks that you will find here in Chillicothe. And each week when I sit down with a friend, as we pour it out over coffee, we will be pouring it out over roast coffee. And so we're really excited to have that partnership. Um, Both of these places are located in our beautiful downtown. Go check them out. You can look them up and follow them on social media and just make sure that you let them know that Elena sent you. Okay, so what would you say to someone who is in the waiting and who is believing for whether it's healing or whether it's, you know, salvation of a loved one or whether it's, you know, someone who's struggling in any way, shape or form and they know what the promises that the Lord has made um, and they know what his word says, but they haven't seen it what would you say to them how to, how to wait? Well, um, I know, you know, are there practical things that they can do? Like, are there specific scriptures that you're like, I, aside from, you know, the Philippians 413, are there specific scriptures that you are like, when I have a bad day, these are what I declare, or is it worship music? Is it something specific that you do on those hard days? Um, you know, how do you get through your hard days and how would you encourage someone else to get through theirs? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I don't know that I always wait well, (laughs) just need to start with that. Um, so yeah. Um, I guess just, just never forget how much God loves you. And He is a good father and we don't always understand his ways, but you know, he works for the good and those who love him. Mm -hmm. And we have to remind ourselves of that and try to, um, sometimes at, at night when I'm having a bad day and I go to pray, I'll make myself thank God for 10 things before I just start asking for anything because we need to be thankful for that. We need to see the good in what he does. So just thank him. I mean, even if you had an extra good coffee that day, you know, mm-hmm. that happened. That can make your day. <laughs> <laughs> or you go, you're somewhere and somebody's nice to you and they smile at you. Mm-hmm. You know, just things like that. The sun is shining today or it's raining and it might be kind of a yucky day. But there is peace in a storm, girl. (laughs) And God is that peace in our storms. And I think about that. Yeah. Um, So definitely um, find a a scripture verse that kind of applies to your situation. I know when I need to get through a day, it's Philippians 4.13. There's another verse. I sadly I don't know where it's found. 
and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it says something along the lines of um, what we suffer now is temporary. Like this Mm -hmm. is not, this is not our home. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's not easy here, but God won't leave us. And I just have to remind myself that this isn't my forever home. And while I'm here, I want to do everything I can to just influence my kids and, you know, point them to Jesus. And, um, They just, you just need to try to find something that speaks to you. Because if you are praying and asking God, ask God to bring you a verse and seek him in it. And he will help you with that. Mm -hmm. And you're allowed to cry. You're allowed to get mad. You're allowed to get upset. You're allowed to be sad. God is not afraid of our emotions. He's bigger than him, bigger than them. And he will, you know, he'll just... He's wiping your tears and he's holding you, even if you can't feel it. Um, there is a song that I listen to a lot and it is by, oh, I think Mercy Me. And it's, even if you don't, my mm-hmm. hope is you alone. <laughs> and I love that song and I'll listen to that. Um, there's also a newer one, kind of new that I hear on the radio. It goes, even when I can't see it, you're working. Mm-hmm. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop working. Um, and there's just a couple songs that I will listen to and just be getting God's word, dig in there and, um, Psalms. I would, if you're not mm-hmm. real familiar with your Bible, read a Psalms, just one Psalms every day, yeah. just a chapter. I love Psalms 19, <laughs> um, because even when you're not feeling good, you can, you can read one of those and it just talks about the glory of God and how magnificent he is. And it's just, it's a reminder to your heart and to your soul of who he is. And you just have to keep thanking him for giving you another day and trusting him through it and pushing on and knowing that he'll never leave you or forsake you. Yeah. Just those reminders. Now, you said something earlier when we were talking, and I want you to share it because it just was so good. Okay. Um, but you talked about how, um, as when we were talking earlier before we started, and you talked about how um, even you said, even on my hard days, he's the one who gives me strength and or something like that. And you said how, like, you're thankful you don't want to get away from this dependence. Right. So I feel like because I have dealt with this my whole life, um, I've always had to depend on God. And I'm thankful that my parents, you know, brought me up in church and pointed me to him because I came to my own relationship with him. And I've had to depend on him through all of this. And as much as I would, I I want a new heart. I want him to heal me. Whatever whatever his will is for me, I want to feel good. I, I want to be able to do laundry and mop my floor, <laughs> like things I can't do. I, I want to be able to go outside and play basketball with my boys and ride my bike and do that stuff. And I can't. And that's okay because I can love them and we can play games. And, you know, you find other ways mm-hmm. that works. And you, I know my limitations. But, um 
he just, I just have always had to depend on him. And as much as I want to, to be good and to feel good, I would not trade that if it's going to change my relationship and dependence on him. Because that's just sweeter than any perfect heart that I could have. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I hope that's making sense. It makes perfect sense. And that's why, I mean, when you said it earlier, I just thought, oh my gosh. I mean, again, I think it comes back to perspective, but to have that perspective of like, Lord, you are so good and so he is so sweet in my life that if this is my, it's like that thorn in the flesh thing. Like if this Uh is the thing that keeps me completely dependent on you, then it's worth it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it is because he just, he makes my life good. I mean, he's blessed me so much with my husband and my kids and even my crazy little dogs and my family (laughs) and friends and, church home and just the way he provides for us. Um, I just wouldn't trade that for anything because I know they're all blessings from him. It's nothing that I've accomplished at all in my own life because I'm pretty simple. (laughs) I like to wear my hair in a ponytail, wear hats and sweatpants and nothing fancy about me. Me too. Me too. There is nothing better. And he loves me anyways. (laughs) And I'm thankful for that. Yes. Um, Well, is there anything else that you want to share that I haven't come out and asked? Is there anything that, you know, you're like, I really want to share this? Well, this might be kind of random, but I don't want anybody to listen to this who is having a problem in their life and think, well, geesh, this is nothing compared to that lady because God knows what we can handle. And you just like might have a hangnail and it feels terrible. And that's, that's your thorn for the day and that's okay. And you're allowed to be sad about it. And don't, don't look at something so little like that and think that you shouldn't, You know, well, I have no reason to be sad. Not that I'm saying it's okay to just wallow in sadness and and just be angry. But I just, I never want anybody to think that their own struggles aren't anything compared to mine or to anyone else. I think all the time, well, this is nothing compared to fighting cancer. And, you know, God gives us what we can handle. And... I don't know that I could handle that. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that my problem isn't, you know, a problem and he, Mm -hmm. he's taking care of me. And so is your problem of your hangnail. I don't know. (laughs) I just never want anybody to think that, you know, their problems are too small for God. No, I love that. Cause I think that we, we do, we compare all the time. And I hear that a lot where it's like, you'll hear somebody share their story or you'll hear, even if not, but you're talking and you're just saying like, well, this is going on, but you know, I know people that are going through a lot harder things. And so my problems just don't matter. And it's like, 
I get where you're coming from, but also, like you said, like it's not too insignificant for mm-hmm. him. He cares about all of the things and he yep. cares about, I mean, I pray like when we're going somewhere crowded, I pray for good parking. Like yeah. I pray for parking spots and he gives them to yes, me. Yes, he cares about and that. So it's if like he knows he, that's what you're yeah. heart, what you need at that moment. Yes. So it's like he cares about, you know, he cares about the small things on a good day. Right. And he cares about the small things on a hard day. Right. And so if it's a a bad phone call that you got where you got in an argument with your kid or something, he cares about that just as much as he cares about you know, the person fighting cancer, he right. cares, you know, whatever there's, we compare, he does not pain does is not. pain. Right. And I think it's and one he, thing I've learned so much over the past few years is holding, holding tension mm-hmm. and holding, like, you don't have to choose um, one or the other. It can be both, you know, you can right. be disappointed or you can be sad and be grateful at the same time. Right. And you can hold the tension of both of like, God, I'm so thankful for another day, but also it's a hard day. Right. I'm really sad about it or, you know, whatever. And so I think holding that tension is the same too of like, God, I, I hear her story and I think in one way, my story doesn't, my problems don't measure up at all to it, but also I know that you're faithful to her and you'll be faithful to me too. Yes. And seeing your faithfulness in her life, I trust that you'll be faithful in my life too. And just yes. holding the tension of like, I want to be grateful because I hear her story and it sounds a lot more overwhelming than mine. So I'm grateful, but also my problem is my problem. Right. And I know that you care about it too. Right. You know, he does. And he wants us. He wants us to seek him in all things and depend on him for that. And just to know how much he loves you and no matter what, no matter how big or small your problem may seem, God loves you and he's fighting for you. And we just have to trust that. Yeah. Even when it's hard to trust, ask him. Yeah. Ask him to give you that trust. God help me today. I'm not, not feeling you. I'm not hearing you. I'm not seeing you. Everything's going wrong. Can you just help me mm-hmm. put a little joy in my heart? Help me trust you today. You know, let me just see the goodness in this situation and he'll show it to you if yeah. you truly, if you're truly seeking that and that's your heart's desire. Yeah. Well, the last question that I always ask is um, what what is the Lord speaking directly to you now? Like, what has he been showing you recently, lately? Is it, is there something specific? Is there a specific verse or a specific song? Or is there something specific that he's been speaking to you recently? Um, Nothing comes to the top of my head, and I hate that. Um, it should. Um, I think sometimes we get so busy mm-hmm. with life, and mm-hmm. lately I've, I'm going to be honest, I've been overwhelmed with my kids' lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, you know, there was a, 
there's a verse in Bible study the other day. It was in Peter, First Peter, and it was, you know, talked about how the devil, he comes to steal and destroy. And mm -hmm. um, that is something that God keeps reminding me of because I've been getting overwhelmed with mom's stuff. And I think that's where the devil gets me. Oddly enough, it's not in my health struggles, which <laughs> I mean, some days it is, but it's more in other things and um, just the day-to-day -day life. And God is just reminding me that, you know, Satan's sneaky. He comes in. I'm still here. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here for you through the mom days, through your parenting, through being a wife, through being a daughter and a sister and a friend. And I'm taking care of your health. Um, so I think just the other day I had a situation and with my teenager and I was just, just overwhelmed. And God did remind me of that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm still here. I'm, you know, big enough to take care of that too. <laughs> so just back to the problems that that, you know, that might not seem, God, I know you can handle my heart. I know you're, you got that, but can you really take care of, of this? These teenage hormones? <laughs> yep, I can. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah just I think he just reminded me that the devil can get us in all areas, but he's still bigger yeah. and he wins in the end. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, well, lastly, I did, I asked, I'm not springing this on you, but um, I had gone, I had shared this with you, but I'll share it with them too. I had gone to a conference a few years ago and, um, it was Priscilla Shire and she had talked about at the end, she had people pray. And so she had people who, you know, were believing for salvation for their kids stand up. And then she had people who had, um, seen their loved ones, their kids or whoever it was come back to the Lord and she had them be the ones to pray for them. Mm -hmm. And so it just taught, I was like, I love that so much because when you, we know, you know, when we go through things and we overcome them, it, we have a greater authority in that area. It's like, we, we understand, you know, I can't, I don't know what it's like to have a heart issue and I don't know what it's like to, you know, be waiting and waiting and waiting for healing and, so I can encourage and I can empathize and mm -hmm. I can pray in, in some way, but because I've not experienced it, I don't have the same kind of authority to pray into it. Right. Um, but you do. And so I know that there are people who, um, who are listening that it might be healing. It might be something else, but they have been in this time of waiting and it may be their whole lives like you, or mm -hmm. it may be something that just feels like it's their whole life because it's been forever and ever and ever. And they're not seeing the results and they're not feeling the results and they're getting weary and right. they're just tired in the waiting. Um, so I just want to ask you to pray into that and to pray for those people who, um, to, that they would be able to, you know, wait well and that they would feel the Lord and just whatever else you feel. Okay. I can, I can do that. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time with Alana and thank you for her asking me. Um, I was nervous, but Lord, you've been with me and you've been with her and I thank you for getting us through this. I just want to pray right now for those people 
who are waiting. There's so many, so many ways we can wait, Lord. And the small and the large, they are all very significant to you. And we don't always understand. Might be waiting for test results, waiting for healing, waiting for a child to come to you, waiting for a, somebody that struggling with addiction to get help and so many things, Lord, and you are in the waiting. That is one thing you have made clear to me. And I just ask that you will show up in the waiting of these people. It's not easy, but God, you're there and you make it bearable when we seek you through it. Give them the glimpses of hope that only you can give and the joy in their heart that only you can give and let them feel your arms, squeeze them tight, hug them, love them, let them just feel your presence. And when they can't feel your presence, Lord, let them see it in a beautiful sunrise or sunset, your goodness in this world. And just strengthen them as they need it, as you do me, even on the bad days, and give them rest. If they need rest, Lord, and they need bed days, you give them the bed days, and you let them know they have permission to cry and be sad, and just lay on the couch if they want, <laughs> but you're still there and going to pick them up. You're going to get them through it. And every day is a new day, and just be with them as they wait. And thank you for this opportunity. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so, so much for being here. I, I think it's legit going to be one where people are going to have to listen a few times through and take some notes because there's just lots of nuggets and a lot of things I know I'm going to go back through and it's just, it's so encouraging and I feel refreshed. I really do. Like, I feel like you. you just have such a, such a perspective. And I think, um, you know, the world that we live in is just very feelings based and I'm all for feeling all the feels I'm all for it, <laughs> but I think, you know, sometimes, girl. <laughs> but, but sometimes, you know, um, you gotta, Tony Evans says like, you gotta put your feelings in the back seat. You can't let them drive. Right. And I think you are the example of that. Like you, you put truth in the front seat and you let truth be the one to navigate it. And you have days where you feel it. Um, but for the most part, like you're dependent on the Lord and you let him lead you and guide you. And he is very, very evident through your life. And the close up personal times and um, even from a distance on social media and all Thank around. You. So I just, I'm super thankful for you. It's been, I cannot believe it's been as I can't believe you've been married for 20 years. I like know. that, <laughs> it blows my mind. And um, I, I feel like we just have to say it. I, when she said at the beginning of the episode that I had a hand to play and I played matchmaker. <laughs> <laughs> she did. And I got to be at, um, on your first date, yeah. I just, it's crazy to me. And, um, and so it's just so neat to see how, how much has changed since back then and how mm -hmm. beautiful your life has been and Thank you. continues to be. And I think a big, huge part of it is just 
you have made it a point to give the Lord the glory every step of the way. And he has gotten the glory every single step of the way. So I love you. And I'm just thankful Thank that you. you've been here. I love you too. Thank you for your part in my marriage, because I can't not say that God just gave me the perfect husband and I couldn't get through this without him either. He's, he's just good to me and he takes care of me on my bad days. And God does the best job of that. But he certainly gave me my little angel and my husband here on earth. Oh, we love you, Jay. <laughs> we do. <laughs> All right. I want to tell you all about my latest partnership. It is with Maggie and Me Candle Company. I was so excited to have the coffee and the flowers, but I just felt like something was missing, an amazing candle um, to make my house smell wonderful for people when they came to sit down and do a podcast. So I could not be more excited for this partnership. They are natural candles, soy-based, and they smell fantastic. They have the best fall scents, they have the best winter scents. Actually, they just have all of the scents for all of the seasons. Go check them out. You can buy them at High Five Bakery, New System Bakery, Nelly Dog, and they just opened a website, maggieandme.shop. Go check them out and tell them that Elena sent you. Well, was I right? <laughs> I literally am still just at a loss after that episode. I, my heart has been so challenged and so encouraged and so inspired. You know, we just live in a culture that we so much just want to give up so easily when disappointment hits or when we wait too long, what we think. Um, and it just was so refreshing to hear her heart, to hear her perspective. And I loved it so, so much when she just talked about how, um, you know, her health has made her depend on the Lord so much and how she's thankful for that, that she has had to depend on him so much and that it's been a gift um, and has been what has pulled her closer to him. And I just, I just don't have words. So Andrea, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. I hope that this is something that you think about and are challenged and encouraged by for the rest of the week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and we will see you back here next week for another episode of Pour It Out.